was it. Up. Up, you guys. That was it. Give me my pen. Where's my pen? Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of My Nerdy Year. I'm your host, Dan Peck. With me is Lauren Berger. Hi. Rejoining us are Greg and Lauren Newman. Hello. And finally, finally joining us is uh, she is a great friend of ours. She is my Hannibal watching buddy. She is my Assassin's Creed buddy. Uh, give a very warm welcome to Jill Martelli. Woohoo! <laughs> that was very warm. A round of applause. <laughs> well, it's that level of positivity that will perfectly segue into this week's episode. We will be talking about Disney. Disney! <laughs> Lauren cannot contain her excitement. I can't. I'm sorry. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. Well, I'm glad. I think we all have. <laughs> so, Disney 2015. Uh, Lauren and I spent... Two uh, of our big milestone days at Disney in 2015, our anniversary and our birthday because we are gross and have the same birthday. And we decided (laughs) it would be a lot of fun to just have a day at Disneyland and invite whoever wanted to come. And we just went and had a blast. And the best part was that we got lightsabers. We did get lightsabers. (laughs) I will say this came out of from the year before. We had finally moved into an apartment together and we had our usual birthday people coming over and i bake for a week and apparently we can't fit 50 people in our new apartment no we can barely fit 30 (laughs) so we decided you know what next year we're just going to make it easier on ourselves we might save a little bit of money and see if we can go to disney (laughs) Mm. so we decided to have a couple of disney professionals with us this week because i do i do i think the majority of my friends qualify as disney professionals just the way that we approach a day at the park um, <laughs> but we all look like amateurs next to the Newmans. That's true. Mostly just Lauren. What? I'm along for the ride with her. <laughs> Let's be honest well, here. Why don't you walk us through a, a Newman day in the park? Ooh. Well. Yes. Are Are we talking a Greg Newman day at the park or no. a Lauren Newman day? Let's call no, this. They're a both sh- the same. We yeah. like to get there the same. So I want to hear a Lauren Newman day. Yeah, at the park. me too. <laughs> well. Sounds like way more fun. It starts it's, early. Well, Lauren Newman Day in the park would be we're staying at we're staying in a park hotel because I want to go for like an entire week. So yes. that would like like the day would be wake up in a Disney hotel. But uh, yeah. in L.A. we in, typically yes because we live not too far from Disneyland. Uh, we are able to go there you know more often than not if we were to live in I don't know Oklahoma. Um, but I like to get up and drive down there at about six a.m. Mm-hmm. and get there and park so that they let you in not uh super early because you can't get in unless you're staying at the hotel early early another but reason let... to stay at the hotel yes but they let you into main street where everybody runs to the end of main street and waits until the clock strikes nine and then they let everybody go running through the park and literally in that first hour between say nine and ten we could probably go on or about five to six rides. But did they learn nothing from the Lion King? If you have that many people, someone's going to get stampeded yeah. to death. Yes, a few children have been lost along the way. Oh, yeah. um, but yeah, so literally, if within that first hour I can get in, say, five rides, and there's nobody there, it's amazing, then I feel pretty complete for the day already, and then I pretty much go with the flow after that. Yeah, that's. I would say we like to get there early, and then... Um, 
you know, get as many as much done early as we can. And then do, throughout the day, you know, obviously you want to get, you want to time your fast passes. If mm. you're a professional, you time all of your fast passes to a T and you prioritize which ones, which fast passes are more valuable, which ones are going to run out first. Space Mountain. Yeah, Space, <laughs> Space Mountain and Cars Land, or Cars, the Cars Ride um, and Cars Land are two of Radiator Springs. Um, are two of the most popular ones that you have to get ahead of time. And we always like to park hop. Um, I know it's more expensive, but it's totally worth it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we spend the rest of the day, you know, fill, fulfilling our fast passes. Usually you get a lull in the middle of the day where everybody's tired and maybe a little bit grumpy. At that time uh, is when we... Oh. I just have to interrupt real quick. On my notes, I literally have start to run out of steam yeah. as one of, <laughs> one of the steps of the day of being through the park. So please yes. go on. Well, our favorite thing to do when we run out of steam is we try and usually we try to go at like the three o'clock hour and we actually get our dinner our mid we because we sort of snack throughout the day and then we try and get a good meal um sort of mid afternoon early evening um and our favorite place to go is Carthay Circle which is in um California Adventure it's so good it's so beautiful it's like being it's like being in Walt Disney's actual lifetime, like in his time, because it's just it's just this beautiful restaurant and it has alcohol. They have this like this Pim's Punch thing that I love to drink, and Greg likes this. It's called Scotch Mist, and it Pretty was good. Walt's favorite drink. Yes, um, and so we and then they, the food there is amazing, and then usually we get um, tickets to World of Color as well by dining there. Um, another secret, a park secret. You want to? I've always been so confused by why they named it Carthay Circle. Hasn't hasn't anybody else ever been confused by this? Because it's not the best neighborhood in LA. <laughs> I there is I, there is a reason for it. Well, I think it I, has I think something that that's to do where with... Snow White initially premiered. Was somewhere oh, yeah, around there something like that? I think it was. I think Snow White premiered at the Carthay Circle like theater or something yeah because on carthay circle there's a plaque yeah there's a plaque that um you know basically has uh, a speech that walt gave regarding snow white because that's really the first big movie that kind of launched disney into becoming what it became and we know about this because we do disney races which we'll talk about maybe later because it's maybe not the best time to talk about but it's um anyway we in our in our um research we've learned this but so then we eat a big meal and then you know we have we're re-energized we go back out and our favorite thing to do is to shut the park down that's my favorite like my highlight of my of my disney day is the last hour that the park's open i like to go on as many rides as i can and just seeing things in the dark and literally going to the very furthest back part of the park and exiting you know, slowly and, you know, because they'll, they'll let you, if you're in line, they'll let you still ride it even after the park closes. So then everyone's kind of gone and, and Disney literally has this sort of magic atmosphere after, you know, there's a few people left, but we wander very slowly back to the entrance to get our way out. And it's just, it really, it like those moments are the most magical. And being yeah. on um, the bobsleds at night, Matterhorn, when there's yeah. the Matterhorn, it's just, I mean, there's just nothing like it. So that's our biggest professional recommendations are early mornings and late late nights. Yeah. Well, I think that covers everything. That's the end of this episode. <laughs> no, uh, but this is exactly why I had asked you guys to be guests because you kind of hit uh, a little more than I thought you might in the first eight minutes. Oh, but no, but it's all right. But um, I do well, want... We can now dissect Of course, yeah. But I want to get Jill's take on this because... I feel bad because I've invited you, and so far you haven't really had too much to say. And that's nothing against it. You guys had great. Yeah. (laughs) Lauren's just very concise. Yeah. So, uh, Jill, 
Uh, let's talk to you about your Disney going days, my- experiences, what have you. Well, I go to Disney with Mike and you. Yeah, that's true. For yeah. the most part. So I usually just follow the crowd because I, I, there are certain rides that I would like to go on and then there are certain rides that I just don't care if I, if I go on. Um, like it's a small world. Which is still in Disney. In the <laughs> I, I I have to interject just because I agree with that because I've never been on It's a Small World ever. But that's just really a pri- yes. it's a pride issue at this point. You know what? It is it's pride not issue. that good. It's not that good. <laughs> you it's are boring. not missing the anything. The song gets stuck in your head all day long. I don't and, even like to go near the, the attraction because creepy. it plays outside. The dolls are creepy. The dolls are very creepy. And you know what? If if you get stuck on that ride, if it breaks down while you're in it, that is just that is a living hell. Oh. <laughs> They wrote a whole That's book true. series on that, actually. It's a very good book series. Yes, yeah, called Kingdom Keepers. It's about Disney after dark, and it's people, then the dolls come to life, the little animatronics, and they're evil. So, just to touch on, you guys are all maybe touching on something that... You should read the book, I, basically. The only thing that is worth going anywhere near Small World for is this little sausage stand that has this German sausage and this, like, apple pie churro, and it's amazing. Mm, I like the whale. That's right next to it. <laughs> I like the whale too. I like to go to the whale. The whale Isn't at night is a lot of though? fun, actually. Huh? No, Pinocchio is a, a little bit over. That's that's storybook. It's storybook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a. It's like you get in a little or storybook canals or yeah. you like go through yeah. a little. It's cute. Boat. It's a cute. It's a nice little peaceful ride. It is a very peaceful ride. <laughs> I like Peter Pan. I Peter do too. Pan is my favorite ride there. I think. But Can I ask about that though? Yeah. Sure. Do you wait the two and a half hour wait to get on that ride that lasts a minute and a half? Yes. Okay. That's it's the shortest, I think. Actually, yeah, um, it might be the actual. It's the biggest ratio. It's the like shortest ride. ride. Yeah, and then yeah. the lines are always so long. I it, don't know why. I don't but get I do. It. I love the ride too. But I do. It is. It, it. It always baffles me that the line is so long for a ride that is so short. That well, ride. Peter oh. Pan was my favorite movie growing up. Uh. So I would watch Peter Pan every day. I had an outfit that I put <laughs> on every day do you to still watch have it? Peter Pan. I think my mom still has it. That's it was literally amazing. just like a pair of black pants and a red turtleneck. And I would pull <laughs> out this little stool that my mom had. It was like a coffee table and a stool. And I would pull the stool out. And when he started flying with Wendy and, <laughs> and everyone else, I would jump off the stool and pretend like I was flying. Aww. And then halfway through the movie, I'd get myself so tired that I'd fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> nice. So Peter Pan, Peter Pan was always my favorite movie, and that so it's also my favorite ride. I was, I was. I um, I will wait the two and a half hours. I I liked that ride as a kid, but I was actually terrified of it because I wasn't really great with heights and the part where you're flying over (laughs) London. You know, obviously now you look at it, yeah. But (laughs) I knew I wasn't very high up, but I knew I was at least fifteen feet off the ground, and even that was a little bit to unnerve me. But um, yeah, no, I, I I do have an affinity for that ride, even if the back half is a little dated <laughs> that might be the best way of putting it yeah it's dated yeah but as long as i hit that ride i'm usually pretty good with kind of following along with the crowd and whatever anyone else wants to do my favorite of those long wait short ride rides has always been uh mr toad's wild ride oh yeah and uh i feel like the one i don't know if out here if it has two separate tracks but i feel like uh at disney world in florida um there were like two separate tracks and whenever I'd ride it with my dad, we always wanted the one where you went through the fireplace because I think there's one where it doesn't and it was different. Uh, and that ride, when you think about it, is terrifying because uh, it's a ride through hell. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> it really is. And I, it, like, it never freaked me out as a kid, and I'm wondering if that's a problem. Like, I should have been scared of it as a kid. <laughs> so you weren't scared of going through the bowels of hell, yeah. but you were scared of flying over London. London. I, I guess, I guess, I guess <laughs> the notion of heaven was scarier than the notion of hell. I don't know. That says something. Yeah. That's my first time to Disney. I was. I actually had. I went down to Scare Right. No, it's Snow White's Scary Adventures. Which is another terrifying ride. It is truly like the trees and the witch and she pops out. I was not allowed to ride that as a kid because my mom had heard that it was too scary of a ride. So I must have been 22 the first time I went on that my, ride. I was, so my parents did not hear that rumor and we went on it and it petrified me. I was Because I was in like second grade or third grade. And I didn't want to go on any other rides for the rest of the time I was there. And my dad actually convinced me to go on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and I loved it so much that that is the ride that convinced. So that became my favorite ride, and that was the ride that convinced me to go on any other ride the rest of the time I was there. So I, it's kind of crazy that it's because that is a scary ride. But does I, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride even exist in Disney World? Anymore? No, yeah. it's gone. Oh, oh, it's gone now. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I thought it went. I've never transitioned been... into something else. Yeah, I think we'll that's go. The... the Small World isn't there either. Really? The mine in Disney World. Yeah. Lucky Some Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> The mine train, right? I don't know. I haven't been to Disney World since 1997, so it's been almost 20 years. Yeah, that, that's there. about the last time I was there, too. I was there like a couple of years ago. So was I. Yeah, I loved it. I, lo- I want to go back really bad. I like Disney World much better than Me Disneyland. Too. Me too. Because it's larger, the rides are longer and bigger. It's more spread out. It's more spread out, yeah. Yeah, but there is also something nice about the concise nature of Disneyland because it's like, as it is, um, and I'm going to actually segue to another story of it, um, you know, you can basically hit everything over the course of a day. Um, So we went um, about two years ago, and uh, this was before I had any sort of proper step counter, so I threw my Nintendo 3DS in my pocket because that has a step counter. And by the end of the day, uh, you know, figuring, because that doesn't have miles, it just has steps. We figured that we had covered about seven miles in one day. And then when I did get a proper step counter, went back, and it's actually closer to about 10 miles in a day. And that's going back and forth between the two parks. So I would think that at Disney World now, it's got to be 15 miles just because things are spread out a little more so. Well, and you really can't do Disney World in a day. I mean, you can't, especially if you want to see Epcot and you want to see Animal Kingdom and you want to see um, the Hollywood Studios. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's a different experience. You have to go with a different expectation. I mean, and obviously Disneyland is the original, so there's the history behind it and all of that is is beautiful and amazing. Um, it, it, is, it just is, it is smaller and which makes it more doable but it also makes it more crowded Mm -hmm. and so i think that you know so you have the pluses and the minuses of that um and then the only other option is california adventure they don't have the you know the multiple options so you you can't experience as much but it's nice because you can go back and forth between california adventure and uh magic kingdom so easily the first time i went to disneyland after moving to la i went with my family and it was the middle of the summer and despite it being unbelievably crowded, we still managed to hit like every single ride. And we didn't even know that we could use fast passes. We thought it was like a separate fee or whatever, and we still managed to hit it. So it's it's doable. It's just you got to really be willing to to commit to it. Um, that being said, let's uh, let's talk about our favorite rides. I mean, we started touching on that with the other ones, but like, what is the end all be all? Like, this is the ride I have to go on when I get to the park. And we'll start with Lauren. I, I mean, it, it's cliche, but 
but Space Mountain. <laughs> I mean, that's what I beeline for. That's my favorite thing ever. Um, Jill is giving a thumbs down. I was, about, I was about to say, should we just all say Space Mountain and move on to the next topic? No. But no, oh, yeah, perfect. I, um, I'm glad. My my other one is uh, it's gonna sound weird, but the Winnie the Pooh ride. Yeah, I love the Winnie the Pooh ride, and I especially love when you go through one set of doors. If you look up and back, you'll see the severed mounted heads of the Country Bear Jamboree. Because that's where the Country Bear Jamboree used to be. Yeah, it's sort of a gross homage, but it's 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 not violent. It's not bloody or anything. It's no, just... it's just really kind of funny and amusing. And then when you get out, there's this candy store right there, and it's the best candy store in the park, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So Jill, what's your what's your ride, or is it just Peter Pan? Um, I don't know if I can pinpoint just one. I know to be honest. it's not easy. Peter well, Pan for sure. Peter Pan, I would say, is the ride that I have to go on when I'm there because I love the Peter Pan ride. But I I don't love Space Mountain. Space Mountain really hurts. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very painful ride to go on. Um. I find that about the Matterhorn bobsleds. I find that about the Matterhorn as well. I also don't ever, I don't feel the need to go on those two. Um, but I do really enjoy the Toy Story ride. Yeah. It's so interactive. Toy Story Mania. It's oh man, so that's a fun, fun one. It's so definitely much so fun. much fun. But I would say my all-time favorite ride is actually not at Disneyland. It's in California Adventure. It is California Screaming. Yeah. Oh, I can go one. on that ride over and over every time i've gone on it like four or five times in a row <laughs> and it makes me very sick but it's fun <laughs> <laughs> worth it it's totally worth that it. that single rider line makes it much easier too. it does yeah yeah it does single rider line is it's pretty key it's clutch yeah. yeah a great secret for anyone listening especially for stuff like indiana jones it's like you may not ride with your friends but you save a lot of time and yes you do ride. yeah yeah watching cars right oh now, yeah literally that's a good ah. <laughs> Go take a victory yeah. lap. <laughs> I'm so excited for my for my parents to listen to this episode because they cannot comprehend why we go to Disney so often. Like it's it's baffling to them. And I know it's baffling to a lot of people when you have a group of people who are in their like late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties who are you know, so gung-ho about Disney. And to some people, it's mind-boggling. I, I think it's well-established on this podcast that we are just children. We are like, children. That's all it is. But to be fair, we are not alone in our mm-hmm. disconcerting love of Disney. Well, <laughs> and I'll speak to that a little just because I can say why I love, and this is, I mean, this is definitely the child within me, but I do think that Disney, even against if you're talking about Universal Studios or other theme parks, maybe Six Flags, Dan, I know. Maybe that's, but um, I just think that Disney had, it literally is this place where like for, for kids of any age, magic still exists. It's a place in the world where like happiness is the goal and, and magic can be something that's real and tangible. And like, so for me, I feel like, and I, I know you didn't ask about what attraction is your favorite, but if I were to answer that question, what attraction, I would probably say the fireworks or uh, world of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I cry every single time. I can see the same one every time, and I'm gonna cry every time when they, you know, like wishes, boom, or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like I'm just like tears because I think it really is just. I mean, like the world. There's just already so much, you know, bad stuff in the world, and um, and so when you go there, you get to just leave that at the door. You literally just are in a place that like they cherish like disney disney's entire 
life. I wish I, I had, a, you know, a quote memorized, but he's, I mean, his entire dream is like where people can be a kid for forever and like, and your dreams can come true. And that's, that's the point. And that's why I think that, you know, anyone, anyone can use that. It's just, it's just part of who you are. So, um, yeah, I think that that's why if, if that's something that you can get in touch with and that's something that, something that you can buy into, then uh, Disney's just a magical place and it can make anyone happy. And I, so I would say I would say those things are my favorite. If I was going to pick a ride, I would pick the bobsleds um, just because I, I enjoy riding those late at night when it's beautiful. And again, the magic of the park, seeing all, mm-hmm. it all lit up and stuff like that. Um, so that and The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, you are just the most perfect Disney person ever. <laughs> I mean, the way you talk about Disney and just the way you said that was so perfect. Well, when, fist bump you right now uh-huh, and do thank the... Uh, when, uh, when I had gone with my family, um, you know, uh, that I was talking about earlier, uh, after I'd gone, I had told people I went. They said, you went to Disney? I said, no, you don't understand. Like, that felt good for my soul. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had graduated college, like, less than a year previous. And it's just, you can't forget that stuff. And... You know, you're right. There is kind of like this, their their goal is magic and they found it. It, Mm -hmm. it, It's weird. This this just sounds like a ringing endorsement for a theme park. But let's be honest, we we do love it. They pour so much into it. I mean, the the Imagineers, like that is their job is to literally create magic it's like that that's and they they aren't afraid to put money into it and then look at how much it comes back to them though so i think it's like obviously there's something to be said people around the world like the two places that most people that are from other countries have been are new york city and orlando because they go to disney world and that i mean there's just something to be said about the fact that anyone in any walk of life can come and be inspired and find joy and find happiness at a place like that and i think that that's a huge credit to walt and i think that's a huge credit to the disney company and corporation and so all right greg follow that <laughs> uh yeah i guess getting back to rides my favorite ride is probably splash mountain just because usually on a super hot day yeah sometimes it can be a long wait but when you get in there and you have like the water going around like a fun song and you're in that flume ride for like what feels like 10 minutes <laughs> That's 10 minutes of joy for me. <laughs> but I don't. I usually don't go on that every time I go just because... Uh, of don't, me. Uh, yes, because of my love for Lauren. Um, <laughs> she doesn't like that ride. And, you know, I will admit that getting soaking wet and then being soaking wet for a while isn't really fun. But if I had to go with the ride that I like the most that I have to go on every single time, it's Haunted Mansion. Um I know I have a bit of a theme here from prior podcasts with, you know, Trailer House and Hill and stuff like that. But it's just, it's always been one of those things where, uh, you know, the it's been an escape. And especially when they redo it for Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. uh, every year between October and December, they redo it and it's just fun. It's fun to see all that type of stuff kind of, you know, come to life and, you know, close your eyes and, you know, just feel the creepiness of it. It's just a, it's an escape. A form of escape, so it's so, fun. Lauren has a has a story from uh, our our birthday this year that involves a haunted mansion. So I'm gonna throw it to you, huh? <laughs> um, so we were waiting and waiting and waiting until the line got more manageable in order to go on it, and finally the line is at two hours, and we're like, okay, we're not gonna get any better than this. So we go to get in line for haunted mansion. And they say the ride is closed. There's nine of us, and we're you know, shoot, ride's closed. They said, yeah, it's down for maintenance. We'll we'll let everybody know when it's back up. So the rest of our group starts walking away and I, I looked at the guy and I said with a sweet, innocent look on my face, I said, so 
since it's our it's two of our birthdays and you feel really bad about the inconvenience, do you want to show us the pet cemetery in the back? There's a secret pet cemetery um, that I don't know if everyone knows about that you basically have to ask to be shown it. It's it's the old entrance to the yes. ride. And you have to ask nicely and they have to be in a good mood and you mm-hmm. just have to kind of catch them at the right time. But he looked at me and he said, yeah, sure. He said, how many are you? I said, nine. <laughs> He's like, no problem. And he calls over one of the guys and he takes the whole group of the nine of us like into the back to see the pet cemetery and he gave us the whole spiel about it and he was really nice and he was saying, so whose birthday is it? And I said, well, actually it's it's both of ours and we're, we're actually a couple and we have the same birthday. And he was like, wait, really? That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I said, yes, it's magic. And he gave us this very sly look and he said, well, should we have the magic continue? And I said, of course we should. <laughs> Obviously. And as it turns out, the ride was not down for maintenance. The ride was down so that they could thin the line and they bumped all nine of us straight to the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as we walked into the elevator, all of our friends were looking at me like, how did you do that? I said, magic. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've had experience at Disney where it's that magic side. And then I've had the opposite end of it. And uh, it's funny, Greg, that you talk about Splash Mountain <laughs> because oh. for all of the countless times that I have gone to Disney any of the parks i have only successfully ridden that ride once really yes and he's tried a lot yeah uh <laughs> usually it was a matter of the line being too long or you know not wanting to walk around wet and uh there was one time i think i went with mike and uh, steve and uh, just because you know we're, we're three grown-up guys and we just go to disneyland and uh we got on finally and we got to the part just before the last uh lift mm-hmm. before the drop uh, you know, where the rabbit faces certain death. Yeah. And the ride got stuck. Huh. And we were stuck there for probably a half hour and they tried to have us wait it out and they said, you know what? There's a bigger problem. So we had to be let out through the emergency exit. We're like walking through the backstage. And then so the next time I went, I said, come hell or high water, I'm finishing this ride. And I did. And that was it. That was all I needed. <laughs> but it was funny though. It's it was, it was just like this, you know, like everyone always talks about, oh, Splash Mountain's the best on a hot day. And I was just like, oh, I've never had the experience. And it just didn't live up to the hype for me. It took me, I was I was just about 30 by the time I got to it. I was, I, you hyped it up to it. Yeah, maybe there's too much hype. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so every time I'm, I go, it's shut down. Yeah. I've only been on it twice. Every time I go to Disney World or Disneyland, it's closed. Oh, interesting. Mm. Every time. That was part of the okay. issue I ran Mental into too. Mental yeah. note, don't go to Disney with Jill if you want to ride Splash Mountain. <laughs> or me. We should yeah. just go together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fine, but except you won't want to go on my favorite ride, which is Space Mountain. It's a different mountain, but yeah. it's I okay. I do Space Mountain Disney World. I don't like Space Mountain Disneyland. Why is that? Um, it's smoother Disney World. Well, it, Disney, well, Disney World is a little bit smoother, and it's not two people to a car. It's one person to a car. Or it's one person to, um, so there's like four to people, and there's one person to a row. Right. I don't Here, that. there's two people to a row. Right. So, in terms of like all of the massive jerking around that they put you on on this roller coaster in Disneyland, it you're just smashing into the person next to you or trying so hard to keep yourself in one spot mm. that you're not just like slamming into them the whole time. Mm. In Disney World, you don't have to worry about that. You just kind of have to hold yourself in place and you can right. do it a little bit easier. Well, and it's funny too because it's the reverse for Splash Mountain. So in Disneyland, 
you ride single rider, but in Disney World, you ride two by two. Yeah. I wonder why they do that. I don't know. Hmm. To keep us guessing. Deep Disney thoughts. Mystery. <laughs> when I first went to Disney World, I was terrified of Space Mountain because it was in the dark. Me, I was afraid of the dark. I was just afraid so because it was a roller coaster. All the way through, I got through the line, and at one point in Disney World, there's like this portal that you can look through, and it's just like zooming lights because you're you supposed watch to be in them. space. Mm. Um, and I remember looking at the portal, and I thought. I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> and we kept going. We got to the front of the line. And you can see in Disney World, you can the roller coaster is above you. And so all I heard was a lot of swooshing and people screaming. And I immediately panicked. <laughs> and was like, I can't do this. I'm not doing this ride. I can't do this ride. And I was probably seven years old. And so my grandmother stepped out of line with me. And everyone else went on the ride. And... My mom ended up like losing one of her hair things, and I just remember having the thought of, "Thank God I didn't go on that ride. I could have fallen off." (laughs) (laughs) And so the first time I went on Space Mountain was when Tawny came to visit, and we went, Mm -hmm. and that was the first time I went on. Mm. But never again. And well, then I went on the one in Disney World, eventually, a few years ago. Um. I, I understand not wanting to go on rides. Um, one of the, one of the rides that I always want to go on that no one ever wants to go on with me is Star Tours, the Star Wars ride. I only hate that one because it genuinely hurts my back. Like it pounds my like sacrum area and the backs of my hips, and it just hurts. It's a painful it, it, ride. It's a very jerky ride. Although I will say, the last time I was on there, I was the rebel spy. Oh, it lucky! Was awesome. It was pretty cool. It was really like awesome. I, honestly, I really, I just want to ride that a lot, and no one like I really have to twist people's arm to get on it. But I, I, I've, I've, I've always managed to go. I will say, I'm always perfectly happy just wandering around Main Street while you do that. Yeah, it's not the same though. It's like you go to you Disney want it. Yeah, you with your it. with your group. Uh, so we started talking about a little bit. Um, let's talk about our favorite hidden places in the park. Mm. Um, Lauren already touched upon what is one of my favorites, and that's the candy store back oh, by Winnie so the Pooh. Good. But um, you know, when you like, even if it's not like a secret, secret thing, but what is you know, when you go there, what's kind of like the one off the beaten path thing that you really like to do that a lot of people don't necessarily know? Do you guys have a place like that, Lauren? You have your hand up. I do have my hand up because it's gone now, but the Big Thunder Ranch barbecue was the greatest place to eat ever. Okay, so my Disney it revolves around food. Surprise. <laughs> um, candy store, ice cream, barbecue. That barbecue <laughs> was so good. They had the best corn, and yeah, you had to suffer through some corny singing act, but man, was the food good. And now it's gone, and I didn't get to say goodbye, and I just I haven't grieved properly. Well, we... We're going to go, but we, when we we had a reservation. We just weren't hungry enough to go, so we ended up just giving it to this woman and her daughter. Who instead. were yeah. so yeah. overjoyed that we so, had given it to them. So they that got was before we knew that they were closing. That is before. So yeah, and that was your final chance. It was yeah. my final chance, and I gave it away. But that's where and, the petting zoo is too, which is was was, was. which oh. was also something that was very hidden in Disney. Like most people, people would be like, "Oh, there was a petting zoo." In I, I hope that's not where they got the meat for the barbecue. <laughs> oh! Um, actually, that's why I'm not really allowed at petting zoos anymore. Um, I always, the animals all know what I've done. They all, they all know. Except, except the bunnies. The bunnies are too dumb to know. The bunnies come straight to me, but all the other animals kind of shy away. I think they can sense the blood on my hands. 
chef, not, you know, random animal murderer. <laughs> but I always Should leave, have led with that. I always leave the petting zoo thinking about bacon wrapped goat kebabs. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not really I, I don't go to petting zoos. <laughs> well, my favorite little play well, we had a couple. I like Aladdin's Oasis used yeah. to be now they've they've transformed it a little bit more and it's actually like a restaurant but for a long time aladdin's oasis was where you would just meet aladdin when he was there but when he wasn't there it was just this amazing place to sit and it was really beautiful and like tucked back and like in its own little corner um but i actually is that the one by the tiki room it yeah. is yeah and they actually have their own little bathroom there too which was nice because a lot of people didn't know about that area let alone the bathroom <laughs> and so you could go there and there wouldn't be a super long wait right. and it wasn't nearly as Gross. Bathroomy as bathrooms. <laughs> Stinky. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say the other thing that we that we Greg and I try to do every time is that as much as as, as Disney professional as we are, um, there are always things that we actually haven't done. So, um, like we try to hit a ride or an experience that we have never done. Like I had never done the canoes, and so <laughs> oh. <laughs> we did the canoes. And I, it's yes, you actually do have to work. You have oh, to it's physically. Exhausting physically row yourself around the whole tom sawyer island um but it's really cool it's a different perspective i'm all about like just different perspectives on the park and so anytime you get to experience something where you're seeing things from a different way in a different way um i just love so i would say that that is one of i mean it's it's a ride technically but it's kind of one that's there's never a line for you can always get on and um and i just appreciate it because it's something that's different i I have kind of a negative association with that because i went on that as a kid and i spent the entirety of the canoe ride being uh splashed by my sister not on purpose she was in front of me and just with every paddle stroke (laughs) i got soaked that's that's pretty funny yeah that can happen for sure oh yeah if you're like if you were in the canoe with a kid that's maybe not as experienced but um but yeah what what would yours be your well we found out his the bathroom is his favorite that that is a very nice one i will admit um i don't know about any like hidden places that, that's okay the uh, i mean i i my very first time going to disneyland uh i went as a guest of a member of club 33 Ooh. and so it kind of spoiled me a little bit and so that's kind of the hidden place that i've always tell, wanted to go back to again tell what club 33 is for those of you that don't know club 33 is an extremely exclusive club that was originally started by walt disney for dignitaries and whatnot and i believe right now there's a 10-year waiting list uh, to get become a member of Club 33. And the initial buy-in. fee buy-in is, I think, $25,000. And then after that, it's $10,000 a year to remain a member. So usually it's corporate people that yeah. do it. So it's companies exactly. that get to host. Exactly. But what it is is there's a restaurant, and they've refurbished it in the last couple of years. But it's in uh, New Orleans Square, and it's just above like Pirates of the Caribbean. But when you go up there... Uh, I mean, it's just a decadent buffet. It was the only place in Disneyland itself where you can actually have alcohol. Um, And it was just a really neat experience having never been there before and going in there. And, you know, they have like lobster tail and filet and all the stuff just sitting out there. And it was fun because, you know, I was in college at the time. I think I was like 20 or 21 or something like that. And, uh, you know, you get up and you go get some more food and you come back and they've shaped your napkin into, like, the shape of a swan or something like that. And Not into a Disney property? You'd think um, it would be a rose. I know, right? I don't know. Um, but that was kind of the only hidden thing that I can really think of that someday I hope to get back to again, but it's not <laughs> looking likely right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just on, as another quick fun story, 
Um, I also was at Disneyland when I got my first actual job post-college. I just happened to be there for the day with some friends and I got the call. So that's extra magical for me. Oh, We've had lots of magical things at Disney, though. Yes. Like, yeah. That's what they do. I know. Mm-hmm. We, we, we love the Disney races. I don't know if you want us to talk about those or not. We, Greg and I, have done these races that are put on by a separate company that organizes them, and there are races through the Disney park. You're not allowed to run a Disney. That's a, um, a, a law. Yeah. A law? I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, a Disney law. Um, Strict regulation. A regulation. You can but hustle. You can hustle. You can speed walk. Mm-hmm. So we, um, anyway, so they have these really cool, they're more like scavenger hunts than mm-hmm. anything, and you follow clues. And um, there are a couple different companies that do it. We've done one through City Race LA, and yep. they um, they do a fantastic job. There's just, like, usually you start, everyone starts outside of the park, at a certain time and um they give you one clue that you have to solve and then get to a spot in the park to go get your clue book and so you have to follow all of these different steps um and so often there's there's also like side tasks where you have to take pictures on certain rides um then the clue book has a bunch of different questions you have to answer about specific things in the park and again talking about getting a new perspective on the park it just it shows you how much you forget how much detail is in every single aspect, like the windows on Main Street, the um, the carousel, like the designs above the carousel, like the stores. Like there's so much in the stores you don't even look at because you're looking at merchandise. Um, so it's just it is so so much fun. I highly recommend it. And we just like our first time we went, we got what we did terribly because they have them in California, and then they also have California Adventure, and they have them in the Magic Kingdom as well, mm-hmm. separate. And um, it's just so much fun. We get we've we've done it five times, four. maybe four times, and mm-hmm. we got last time we did it, we got first place. Woo. Congrats! Out of like I don't know fifty teams, maybe. So it's really fun, and we um yeah, we just love it. You get to see different things about the park, and that's how we learned about um, Disney and Carthay Circle, and and so it's just a different way to look at a yeah. different way to experience the park. Yep. Actually, the reason I had brought up Carthay Circle at that point was because I knew you guys would know the answer. <laughs> you guys are like fonts of Disney trivia. Yes. Well, a lot of it comes from that, even the game too, and or the the races and stuff like that and studying up and just Disney in general. I mean, like, I feel like that's part of our childhood that, you know. Disney and adulthood. And adulthood. <laughs> our, our extended childhood. Extended childhood. Continuing adulthood. Um, the childhood. I messed up. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, going to shift focus just a little bit. Uh, 2015 also had uh, a movie come out, and it was probably my favorite movie of last year. It was Inside Out. Everyone here has seen it, right? Yes. Yeah. It's so good. It is so good. Um, so, I do want to talk about favorite Disney movies. Um, just what's your favorite Disney movie? <laughs> also, like, what are some underrated Disney movies that are your particular favorites? We already. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I made a list. Yes. Some I, people some people know to do their homework for I forgot <laughs> part of my list. But okay. our biggest underrated one, Greg and I collectively, I think, would be Lady No, okay. My biggest underrated one would be Lady and the Tramp. Um, it doesn't get as much love or appreciation for being such a great, fantastic movie. And in another um, aspect of Disney magic, Greg and I on Valentine's Day went to in um, down in Hollywood. They have um, the they have a movie theater and they show nothing but Disney. It's El Capitan. Is that how you say it? Capitan? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, it's it's a very old, uh, fancy old school 
movie theater, and they show exclusively Disney movies, completely run by Disney, and at Valentine's Day, they do Lady and the Tramp, and we rewatched it, and it is literally just, it holds up. It's a movie that really just, and I, it's probably like Peter Pan was for Jill. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, I um, watched it a ton as a kid, and uh, I just love it. I think it's a great movie, and very underrated. Um, my other ones would be, another one would be Oliver and Company. Me too. <laughs> which I know Dan loves. We both love, like, the music from that movie. I don't know if that's just a child of the 80s thing. Or... It, totally. Billy Joel as a cool dog. Yeah. I mean, it was so good. And that movie doesn't get any love. People don't even, like, they don't even show it on the Disney Channel, which... Well, because it was one right before the Disney Renaissance. Like, right. Because it was the one right before Little Mermaid. And Little Mermaid is sort of where... People came Everything, back. Yes. You know, so well, and Greg and I have made a specific. Uh, we've been trying to watch old Disney movies, and yep. so I don't want to talk about all of them, so I won't. But um, but Oliver and Company is definitely one that uh, doesn't get as much love and appreciation. I also one of the other ones that we've watched recently that I I forgot how much I loved was Robin Hood. So I hope that wasn't anyone else's. But those are those are some of the ones that I think of when I think of. And did you know the Brave Little Toaster was Disney? Mm-hmm. I'd completely forgotten yeah. that. Okay, Blanket. so I'm done. Those are- <laughs> Blanket. Blanket. <laughs> that was like the best character, like one of the best animated characters. It should be mentioned that Lauren and Greg basically are Lady and the Tramp. Greg's kind of scruffy. That's true. <laughs> I can't and deny it. Lauren is very much a lady. And at our wedding, we named our tables after yes. Disney. We had vintage Disney posters and then labeled the tables um, for all of the classic Disney movies. And so our head table for just the two of us was Lady and the Tramp. And mm. you loved it. I did love it. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Aww. Okay, what would your answer so, be? Uh, so as far as underrated movies, um, mine was one of my favorites as a kid was Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Uh, a lot of people, I feel like, don't really know much about that one, but it was uh, basically created from extra songs that they had written for Mary Poppins that they just couldn't fit into Mary Poppins. Even as a kid, I kind of got that sense. And so they, <laughs> it, it starred Angela Lansbury, and it's just a great story where they had both uh, live action and a blend of animation as well. And they had this magical bed, and the uh, bed knob was what made it transport through all these different places. And they went to, you know, animated worlds and under the sea and all these different places. And for some reason as a kid, it just struck a chord with me because it also had, like, these uh, medieval uh, suits of armor that came alive. And mm, it, it, it had that. witches. It had everything. It, it did it for a, me, too. A Don't, great movie. You're not alone. Um, and, you know, I just feel like it doesn't get as nearly as much love as... Mary Poppins. I, as, well, yeah, as Mary Poppins. Um, and I don't know. I love it. Good answer. <laughs> How about you, Joe? Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> um, I would say the fox and the hound. Uh, <gasps> I love the fox and the hound. It's very underrated. It but is. it's such a good movie. And it's so cute. And I love Todd. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jill is currently squeeing a bit. <laughs> I, I think we all are. I do. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in a, a very, very long time. Those were all those but... animal-based movies. Like when you think about Robin Hood, Lady and the Tramp, mm-hmm. Fox and the Hounds, and all their, their cute little animated characters. Disney Movie Night. Yay! <laughs> Fox and the Hounds. Yay! How about you, Lauren? Um, so my two favorites are probably a tie. My favorite is a tie between two movies, rather. Um, Beauty and the Beast, because I love Beauty and the Beast. 
a lot. Um, and Tangled. I, I just think Tangled is awesome. I can watch it over and over and never get sick of it. You and do watch it and over and over I and I am getting a little, no. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy background background noise while I'm cooking or baking and more often than not, it's probably going to be Tangled. <laughs> or my, what I think is a very underrated Disney movie, which is Enchanted, which I, I could agree. also watch I over and over again. Yes. It's so good. That's one. <laughs> it is so, I think that one is underrated and it's so good. She's a Disney princess. She, she doesn't get any credit. No, she doesn't. She doesn't get recognized as a Disney princess. She's not marketed as a Disney princess, but gosh darn it. She, she is, is a Dis- she's Disney and she's literally a princess. And it had Idina before Idina was in Frozen. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, hello. Like that's just, Hi. it's Disney plus. <laughs> Disney crossover. There's just so much to be said for that movie. Uh, my favorite is Aladdin. It doesn't surprise anyone no, ever no. when I say no. that. I don't know. It's just, I love it. All the jokes hold up. To, well, uh, 80% of the jokes hold up too. But uh, yeah. I know because I remember the Arsenio Hall. Yeah, exactly. I like, so I'm like, my kids won't know what that means. No. <laughs> yeah. But, no, the, I, but Robin Williams being Robin Williams is always a delight. Hysterical. Indeed. At his best. What do you think is underrated? Well, I said already, Oliver and Company, uh, I think, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I stole your thunder. No, it's fine. Or no, stole your thunder. Did I give a favorite? I guess Pet Thompson Group of Six would still be my favorite and underrated. Well, did you? Because also well, the Rescuers, that's oh, the yeah, one. That's oh, yeah, Rescuers down under. We, yes. So much better than Rescuers. We just rewatched those, and those hold up, too. The Rescuers is kind of, like, Dumbo. weird and creepy. On the, the they're on the leaf and they're going across the yeah no parts of it are awesome actually the entire movie is awesome but the alligator wow it's creepy scary. and it's yeah. so 70s all right we're gonna go into this episode's big question uh the big question is what disney property would you make into a ride and what would that ride be uh, so you know it's something that is currently not a ride at any of the parks uh what do you got guys anyone want to Okay, I'll go. (laughs) I wrote mine down. Um, Well, I mean, because we talked about movies that we like that aren't represented, like things like Lady and the Tramp. I think that would make a really good restaurant, especially in Epcot or something like that. So I'm disappointed that there's nothing for uh, things like that. But my ride, I'm going to start with what my ride is and then tell you kind of the movies because I would sort of, um, I don't know uh, if anyone has been to Harry Potter World yet and been on their flying ride. So I don't mean to bring in a separate, a separate, I know it's a separate thing, but it, as an example, this is the idea of kind of what I want. They have like a flying ride where you fly through a scenes in the movie. And um, my idea is kind of a combination of that and then Soarin' Over California, which is the ride where you are kind of hang gliding um, throughout California. And that one is in um, California Adventure. So I want kind of a flying ride, but I want it to sort of be an amalgamation of all the different movies that have different elements of flying in them. So I was thinking like up, you know, like you could have something where it gives you the sensation. So even kind of like Star Tours too, you get like the sensation of things. So the sensation of being lifted in a house with balloons and stuff like that. Um, Mary Poppins somehow, you know, she's holding on to the umbrella. So like maybe you have to hold on to something and then you kind of feel like you're flying. Um... Uh, Aladdin being on a magic carpet somehow you're transported into again I'm sure there are Imagineers that can fix can figure out how to do this but and hopefully um, they're all listening I know <laughs> I know uh, so you're on a magic carpet and then you could be um, in, in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in the car flying through the air another underappreciated movie um, or uh, you could be in Atlantis and on the ship 
um, which is another one that is underappreciated, but you could connect all of these movies in a way that would be like sort of an appreciation of Disney in general. Um, the biggest one, too, that I was thinking of is The Rocketeer. Oh, I um, love that movie. Such a good movie. And I think that there's such a good, even if you just did a Rocketeer ride, but if you could somehow combine all of these flying experiences into one ride and have it also be an homage to Disney movie history, I think it could be really um, a really cool experience. And The Rocketeer is just such a great movie. And All right. Well, Lauren didn't leave movies for the rest of us. I'm, right. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm done. That no, was okay. mine. No, that was a good answer. Uh, who'd like to go? awesome answer. I'll go. Um, I would do Inside Out, actually. Yeah. I think they should do, kind of like they have Cars Land, they should do an Inside Out Land. And partly because I would love to see like them bring to life certain aspects of what we saw in Inside Out. I think it would be really great, especially for kids, because mental health is so stigmatized to you know get them talking about things and get them comfortable with things and get them really thinking about what it's like. Um, shortly before I saw Inside Out, I... My my lovely my lovely second half pointed out to me that I I might be depressed. So it was, it was a really good time to see that movie. It was a really effective movie to see, especially for the headspace I was in. And I just think it would be really awesome for kids to have something that's mental health oriented, that's really mainstream and accessible. And then the ride would be when they're in the the wagon. And oh, to get out. That, that, that ride would have to come with a built-in tissue dispenser, though. No. But you're, you're riding in the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Thank I like you. an inside out, I think. Is or or you're on movie. the train of thought. Oh, I love that, too. <laughs> there are so many. It lends itself to so many things. Joe? Yo, Greg can go first. Okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to come up with one, so. Yeah. All right. You wanted well, Tron. Yeah, so I, the one that I had initially thought of uh, that I always wanted to be a ride because, in, you know, they had uh, Tron Legacy come out, but I was always a big fan of the original Tron from the 80s. And uh, apparently the Imagineers got into my head and stole my imagination because in the new Disney Shanghai, there's a roller coaster that is all Tron related. Mm -hmm. And it just looks so cool. It almost makes me want to go to Shanghai just to go on that one roller coaster. We should. Um, we should. I wish that they had it, you know, here in the States are a little bit, you know, easier accessible easily accessible for us but um i mean that was just something that i thought i still think that that's a great property and i hope that they develop that world that they have a little bit further in the future i know uh it's it's not too high of priority right now but i've always been a fan of of tron and you know just because even when i was a kid like the video games that they had i just feel like there's so much stuff there that they could make you know they have that like the cycle but they also had like the tanks that were going on there and all these different things and well, and as a child of the '80s, you loved because in Tron they had the um, the arcade. What the arcade? Yeah, they had mm -hmm. arcade games. And so I thought that didn't you one time say you wanted you thought it'd be cool if Disney had a little arcade area that was or they did actually for during Tron they had like for the, Tron Legacy. Yeah, they had mm -hmm. transformed a little bit into Flynn's arcade. Um, but if they made that kind of permanent, so you had some of the old school, old arcade games. It would be cool right. if that was the entrance to the ride, actually. Yeah, right, right. and they, really they have a few of those still, or I think they still have them uh, when you exit um, Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. There's a few classic video games there that you can still play. But yeah, if they had had just that. But other than that, I mean, you know, I wouldn't mind a flying ride either with bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've covered that. Yeah. It's all about flying rides. <laughs> What about you, Jill? Um, mine is not like a classic Disney. It more borders on Marvel Disney. <laughs> that's okay. That's perfect. 
perfect. Because yeah. at Disney, they have that Iron Man thing where it's like a simulation where you go in and they like have a photo. You're projected on a screen and you get like the Iron Man suit on your photo on the screen. There may be video of me doing this attraction. <laughs> go ahead. There's video of me doing this attraction. I think that it would be really awesome if somebody could simulate something where it obviously would not be for people who are very claustrophobic. But if they had some sort of machine where you can step in and you actually step into the Iron Man suit and have it simulated in like the faceplate, like something having to do with Iron Man, I guess. Um, like you're experiencing I, what he's experiencing. Like you're experiencing what he's experiencing. I always thought that it would be really fun if they could recreate like the New York battle scene. Mm. So you you get to fly around as Iron Man and like shoot right, off all right. the aliens and fly through the hole. Did you know that there's actually a ride very similar to that coming to the one in Shanghai? <laughs> I'm sure there yeah. is. Yeah. See, you Shanghai guys have, has it all. It is. Shanghai yeah. Have it all. You guys have such good ideas, though. That that means that they're. I mean, that means that they're good ideas. Yeah. Because I I would ride all of these. I think it'd be fun. I, I agree. And Iron Man is your favorite. Iron Man is my favorite. <laughs> if there's one thing you need to know about Jill, it's that Iron Man is her favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, as for me, uh, I'm going to lean towards the more modern era. Um, as much as I would love for there to be a uh, Big Hero 6 ride, uh, you guys have covered a lot of the flying stuff. So I would actually love for there to be a Wreck-It Ralph ride where it starts off in the Sugar Rush relay race, you know, the like the... And then something goes awry, and it's one of those rides where it's you're in a thing that moves, um, not stationary like Star Tours, but like um, Universal has a lot more rides like it where as you're traveling through a track, there's also the screens and stuff like that. And I would just love to see a Wreck-It Ralph ride because I, frankly, adored that movie. Like, I, I... you know, I, for whatever reason, I just really latched onto it. I ended up seeing it in the theater by myself because my family wanted to go see Lincoln and I had already seen it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go see this movie by myself. And I was like, you guys have to go see this. It was so special. <laughs> so I, w- I would love for there to be some sort of Wreck-It Ralph attraction. That's, but I, I don't like know. That. I'm, I'm glad. I I'm glad. That's great. I like all of your ideas. I love that. Thank you. Okay, Disney Imagineers. Get on it. Yeah, Get on um, it right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you uh, our address so you can just mail us our checks yeah. because we just gave you some great ideas awesome. here. Um, I do want to thank everyone for being here. Greg Newman, Lauren Newman, Jill Martelli, Lauren Berger. Uh, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Subscribe to all of our stuff. I don't know. We got a lot of things. And join us next week when we will be talking about Halloween. Ooh. Okay, oh, that'll be Halloween. This is Disney. This is Disney. So was that. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to My Nerdy Year. Our theme song, Crunk Night, is written and performed by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons. For full credits and for more information about the show, please visit MyNerdyYear.wordpress.com.